Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Thursday, January 27th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we are in store for an incredibly busy 2022. We lay out all the details. Number two, the latest on government funding. And number three, crypto back in the news. All right, Jake. This has been a busy week. I, I can't believe it's only Thursday, but yesterday, obviously, huge reverberations with Justice Breyer uh, deciding to retire and just kind of putting into focus, really, how busy of a year on Capitol Hill 2022 is going to be. So I'll, I'd rather look at it as it's already Thursday. Oh, <laughs> what, a, what a glass half full kind of guy you are. Yeah, right. Uh, hardly, as you know. Um, so... Justice, Justice Stephen Breyer, the um, oldest member of the Supreme Court, stepping down. We already know that, obviously. Um, uh, let's just put a little bit of a kind of a, a starting gun on this, right? I mean, this is a huge moment for Joe Biden personally and politically. Op- the politics are obvious, right? I mean, po- he he doesn't get a chance to shape the ideological makeup of the court, but he gets the chance to ensure its longevity, um, at least in this seat. Uh, uh, Breyer's a liberal. He'll be replaced by a liberal. Um, so there's not much there that's that's um, that's worth kind of uh, pondering about. He's going to have the chance to to put somebody in there who's young, who will be on the court for a long time. That's number one. Number two, um, Biden presided over over Breyer's confirmation to the Supreme Court, and now he is um, appointing Breyer's successor that's kind of interesting and and cool to, to first po- time in history first time in history that somebody has appointed somebody and or somebody has uh, uh, presided over the confirmation and then appointed somebody Republicans can't block this so let's get that out of the way a lot of misinformation out there the Senate rules do not give the the Republicans any ability to slow this or I mean slow this maybe 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 but not block this not gonna happen now let's talk about how crazy things are getting. You have a government funding deal that needs to be done by February 18th. We have the State of the Union March 1st, Democratic and Republican retreats March 9th, 11th, 23rd and 25th in the House in Philly and in Jacksonville, respectively. Uh, Biden administration wants this big uh, bill to combat China's rise. They want to revive the Build Back Better Act, um, both kind of in the next couple months. They have this electoral count effort. They have the Ukraine problems with um, uh, 8,500 troops being put on alert. Uh, the January 6th committee uh, is doing its thing, considering holding hearings. Um, so, you know, that's crazy. That's a lot of stuff for the first six months of an election year. Yeah, I mean, I think when you kind of start ticking it off and into focus, right, and just thinking about the calendar in particular for uh, the Senate, it gets really jammed up really quickly. Um, clearly, you know, getting a SCOTUS replacement, uh, to your point, is going to be priority number one to move as fast as possible. I think Biden, uh, in particular, is probably more poised than a lot of presidents coming into uh, the job, knowing what it takes to, you know, for a a nominee to get through also having already met with judges i mean he's he's very very steeped in this so in in some areas you know you see presidents come into in when they're very untested and judges in particular often this is not something that a lot of presidents have spent a lot of time on but joe biden has 
The rest of this is just, I mean, you kind of see this pileup happening, right? From government funding to this China bill to, you know, can they try to revive some sort of the Build Back Better Act? I mean, these are massive, massive things. And, you know, I could see, uh, you know, we, we, we love Capitol Hill, love being up there every day. So I could see the schedule change, too, because as much as it's an election year, they're going to have to be here in Washington quite a bit. Oh, yeah, uh, a lot for the next six months. Um, th- this is going to be it's going to be all encompassing for the for the foreseeable future here. And um, we we're, we'll be all over it. Um, uh, this is a just a huge moment. And again, cement's kind of the at least in our our theory of the case, which is the capital is the is the 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 nexus of everything that happens in uh, in Washington. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning, putting into more focus government funding. Appropriators have been making progress in an omnibus talks, but there is no deal yet to cover the rest of the fiscal year through September 30th. Um, you know, this is interesting because as the BBB has kind of receded in its likelihood of getting passed, these you've seen the appropriators, you've seen leadership all of a sudden coming and trying to come together here to find a way forward. Um, still no deal. But obviously, next week, when everybody's back in town, this is going to be one of the biggest things that the leaders are going to be dealing with. Yep. Uh, full year government funding is the goal. But um, uh, my running an Ironman is also a goal. I didn't <laughs> so, know that about you. That's good. Put that on the yeah, list. I would like I'd like to do it. But that's a conversation for another time. I don't think I have the time to train right now. But, um, you know, I have to we have to imagine that they'll try to do a short term deal, try to get a long term deal after that. Um, but we don't have much time. I mean, there's there's really just I mean, not many days between now and February 18th um, uh, to get this to get this thing to get a, a funding deal wrapped up. And remember, there's just a ton of, you know, 22 days to get a ton of these these kinds of um, lingering issues, whether it's riders, uh, uh, spending levels, all sorts of programmatic things, um, ton of ton of decisions to make in a short period of time. We wouldn't be surprised if there's another kind of short term deal um, in the coming uh, in the coming weeks to to bridge the gap between a uh, between nothing and a long term deal. All right, and quickly we move on to the number three story of the morning for us, Washington Times Wall Street. Uh, we've got some news here. There's a new bipartisan House group that is urging uh, Secretary Janet Yellen to provide, quote unquote, clarity on crypto. Yes. So, OK, let's take you back here um, a little bit uh, back in uh, a couple months, about a year, not a year ago, but in the in the last seven months, Congress passed the infrastructure law, massive law to uh, build bridges and stuff. In that law, there was a provision that required um, that, a provision that the crypto industry did not like. Um, that provision was um, uh, basically the crypto industry thought it was too onerous, and and um, they've been trying to unwind it since. Now, a bipartisan group led by Patrick McHenry, the top Republican on the Financial Services Committee, and other Democrats is um, is they are trying to get the Treasury Department to clarify some of that. And uh, this is a letter we have first in Punchbowl News. It'll be closely watched by the crypto industry. Um, and 
we suggest you take a look. It, it, they're pushing Yellen to make some decisions before she she issues some guidance on uh, on crypto. So anyway, very big, very newsy, bipartisan letter. McHenry, Tim uh, Ryan of Ohio, uh, something that I would imagine the Treasury Department is going to look at quite closely. And certainly comes at an interesting time for the industry, which has been taking a beating uh, in the past few days. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Leave us a rating and a review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.